0: This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. you sexy SaaS stackers, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. We are getting a really late start today, trying to squeak this one into the, this one in under the wire, have just a little more than an hour left in uh, August 23rd and Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, to get our DCA Wednesday stack done. If you're following us on Twitter at at BTCbulletinPod, uh, you would know that that's up and the reason why. And well, real quick, the reason why is it's been a really busy today, a really busy day. Today is an important birthday day in our family, so we went and did a range day uh, for the birthday celebration. Shot a bunch of handguns this time. Last year, for the birthday celebration, we went to a uh, a range in New Mexico that rented fully automatic weapons and fired a fully auto AK-47, a fully auto MP5, and a fully auto M4, which is you know the carbine compact shorter version of the the M16 and that was really cool um, but today was handguns so we had a, a couple of 9 millimeters and a couple 45s a Glock 19 and the Glock 21 for example and a Beretta 92FS that actually had a malfunction because it had been in storage for a while and I left it in storage with uh, fully loaded magazines and that was a massive no-no if you know anything about firearms you know you compress those springs for 10 years or however long it had been, and uh, maybe the springs will come back to life. Fortunately, the the uh, Beretta mags are super, really easy, super easy to rebuild. You just you know pop the bottom off, and the spring comes right out. So, uh, not the end of the world. And we still had plenty of fun. So we did the birthday, did the range day, and then I had to run up to Daytona Beach, and that's not super far from here. It's a little over an hour drive, but it was up in Daytona, and uh, then turned around and hauled tail back to here, uh, on the Space Coast of Florida. And uh, so, uh, as promised, we're getting that DCA stack out of the way just in time. Uh, as I mentioned, today is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. And at the time of this recording, we're at a block height of 804,596. TikTok next block. That puts us just 35,404 blocks away from the next halving which is still looking like it's going to occur on April 20th, four twenty of 2024. Uh, people are starting to finally get excited about that, hearing a lot more chatter about the halving. Still haven't heard a lot of that minor death spiral FUD yet uh, because of the halving. I have heard a lot of minor death spiral FUD this week, uh, and that was because of the price drop. Uh, so that's another time when, when uh, no-coiners and, and Bitcoin haters like to roll out the minor death spiral FUD. If this is your first halving cycle, the miner death spiral having FUD is basically the theory that when the reward gets cut in half, miners will no longer be profitable. So enough of them will shut off that it will slow down the block time to the point where miners become even more unprofitable and more of them will shut off. And basically we would never get to the difficulty adjustment and therefore uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin would become unusable. And they roll that BS out every halving. Every having. it doesn't come true for multiple reasons, not the least of which is Miners know it's coming, right? And one of the things you're seeing, even though the price of Bitcoin is down right now, and even though we're coming up on the having the you know the hash price, the hash rate is going to the roof because miners are getting all of their latest generation ASICs online, the ones that will be profitable after the having, uh, and they're still running their 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 ant their S, their, their older generation like the S19 Pros, etc. Maybe even some Antminer S9s out there, uh, and some of those will turn off when um, when. When the having occurs and the and maybe uh, it becomes a little less profitable to run them, but two things happen with the having. A, it starts the euphoric bull run where the price goes up and sets a new all-time high. You know, in six months to a year, and everybody knows that's coming. So they the miners know that even if they're mining at a loss right now, that the Bitcoin is going to uh, it's going to increase in price. So ultimately, you know, after the euphoric blow off top, even when the price retraces a little bit. Mining is more profitable than it was previously because, at the last having, for example, um, after the having Bitcoin spiked up to twenty thousand dollars and then it, stuck, you know, it was uh, and then it dropped back down to like three, but then it shot up to sixty nine thousand on the, the sorry the sixty nine thousand on the last having, and that was a heck of a lot more profitable than even the the peak of the twenty thousand. So even though they were uh, making half the Bitcoin, it had three times the value. In addition, most major miners have you know. Uh, electricity contracts, so they have to use the electricity whether it's profitable or not, so even though there'll be a light switch at the halving when the miner reward is cut in half, they aren't just going to turn off their miners if they have to you know, if they've agreed to purchase that month's worth of electricity anyway, and then some of the miners that do get turned off well, they don't get thrown in in the landfill or recycled, Uh, they get snapped up on the cheap by people in places where electricity is a lot cheaper, and then they get turned back on you know, there's still Antminer S7s and S9's out there mining in places where electricity is free or nearly free. They're just not mining in places where it costs 10 or 12 cents a kilowatt hour. So there's a number of reasons why that's BS. And I just want you to know that it happens every halving. Uh, and I'm just waiting for it to roll out in full force. Uh, they're going to try and scare you that, that the halving is the end of Bitcoin. And it's not. The neat thing about the halving is it's almost like a rebirth of Bitcoin. It's like Bitcoin has a new genesis every four years. Uh, and that's one of the genius Things about the Bitcoin core code that you know that Satoshi envisioned. So I digress. Back to the statistics. As I mentioned, we're at a block height. We were at a block height of eight hundred four thousand five hundred ninety-six, and Bitcoin is ringing in at a U.S. dollar value of twenty six thousand four hundred five dollars U.S. dollars. That is more than two thousand dollars cheaper than last DCA Wednesday, which is awesome. Uh, that means. One US dollar is going to score you 3,787 sats, You know, 327 sats per dollar more than we got just last week. So if you're like me, when the price of Bitcoin is down, uh, you're excited because you know that this isn't the death of Bitcoin, that this is just Bitcoin doing what Bitcoin does. And if you zoom out and take that long-term perspective, when Bitcoin sets that new all-time high, uh, buying at 26 is exciting because we're getting more sats than when Bitcoin is at 30. If Bitcoin were at 50,000 right now, we'd be getting almost half the sats that we're stacking or that we're going to stack today. And it will be cool when Bitcoin retakes the previous all-time high, sets a new all-time high. But in the meantime, it's super exciting that we're going to stack more sats than we would have uh, been able to. Speaking of which, did you buy the dip? Just because we DCA every Wednesday doesn't mean you can't also pick up sats on the cheap with you know if you have some dry powder left over. We do that from time to time here. I do not include it in our data because we are experimenting with the theory of dollar cost averaging. So I don't want to taint, you know, taint that data by including stats that we stack on the side or you know on, on the dip, etc. Uh, but that doesn't mean that if the price isn't you know fantastic, if Bitcoin's not on sale, that that you wouldn't want to pick up extra stats. All right, where were at, I so we're. Uh, 35,404 blocks in the having and that's still looking like that's going to be on Elon Musk's favorite day 420 April 20th 2024. Bitcoin's sale price gives it a market capitalization of 514 billion. So even though we're almost 50 billion uh, has a 50 billion smaller market cap than last week, it's still in that 500 to 550 billion dollar price range that it's been at for you know, all summer. I think we saw it as high as 580 billion, but in general, we've been hanging in there above 500 billion. And uh, as I mentioned previously, you know, if you believe in the four-year having theory cycle, the 210,000 theory uh, block theory, we're essentially repeating where we were in 2019. And at this point in time in 2019, Bitcoin had shot all the way up to higher than 10,000. And if you remember, it crashed all the way back down to 3,000. Uh, If you look at the last halving cycle overlaid with this halving cycle, uh, we're dipping exactly where it dipped last time. So um, again, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what Bitcoin's going to do for sure. But it sure does look familiar to me. Uh, Certainly not any cause for concern. Um, You know, the more that Bitcoin rhymes with the last halving cycle, the more certain I am that we're going to see it rhyme after the halving and set new all-time highs as well. So... The fact that Bitcoin is behaving as I anticipated it should if, you know, by by comparing it to the previous halvings and uh, and uh, using that, you know, the four-year halving cycle theory, uh, that's encouraging to me because, you know, every cycle you also hear people say, you know, this time is different, this is the beginning of the super cycle or, you know, because of diminishing returns, you know, we won't have a four-year super cycle, a four-year halving cycle or a halving cycle bull run ever again. But uh, since the, the Bitcoin is behaving, you know, in a way that basically mirrors what it did the previous having cycles. Um, that means to me that there's no reason to believe that it won't continue to do that. And that we, you know, after the having next April, uh, six to 18 months later, we should be eclipsing, retaking the all time high and, and setting new all time highs. So maybe October, November next year, you know, back above 70,000. And uh, who knows where we top out this time before, of course, Retracing back, maybe as much as 80%, uh, and then you know, rinse and repeat at least until you know we finally do have that super cycle. For those of you who value your wealth in shiny yellow rocks, this is a bargain for you because right now you will be able to purchase one Bitcoin for just 13.9 ounces of gold as opposed to 15 and you know, 15.2 ounces last week. I say uh, you get the price of Bitcoin you de- at the price you deserve. And if you were waiting, you know, Bitcoin's on sale. This might be your last chance to go from gold bug to, you know, digital gold bug. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it will currently cost you, you know, not not quite a pound of gold to purchase just one Bitcoin. And in a few months, that's going to seem really, really, really cheap. You know, even if, it, if, even if Bitcoin gets a little bit cheaper between now and the halving, Uh, all of this will be ancient history after the having, and when Bitcoin sets a new all-time high, and we're talking two or three pounds of gold to purchase just one Bitcoin, you will never be able to buy it this cheap again, at least in terms of gold. For those of you who value your wealth in pizza, one Bitcoin will still purchase you 1,476 large pepperoni pizzas from Papa John's. That is more than four years worth of pizza. One large pepperoni pizza a day for four years. More than four years for just one Bitcoin. That is an awful lot of food security. And that metric that you know I like to follow, uh, the Bitcoin's 24-hour transaction volume, I actually don't have. I keep getting an error when I try and load up that website. So some of the data, some of the um, vital statistics I normally go over, we're not going to be able to go over today. And I don't have time to troubleshoot that because TikTok, it's almost, it's almost no longer the 23rd. Uh, And speaking of on chain, the mempool has got exactly the same number of blocks worth of transactions pending as it did last Wednesday. There are 42 blocks worth of uh, on chain transactions pending in the mempool, exactly the same as the 42 blocks last Wednesday. However, uh, it is looking like it's going to be possibly a little more expensive to guarantee that your transaction is mined in the next block. Currently, Clark Moody's dashboard is recommending a fee of 14 sats per V-byte to guarantee that your on-chain transaction is mined into the next block, up from 12 sats per v last week. They're still recommending that a fee of 6 sats per V-byte will get mined within a day or possibly within a week. They recommended that as well last week, and I opened a Lightning channel, so I had a on-chain transaction, and I set it for 6 sats per V-byte fee, and it took more than a week even though they kept saying that six block, uh, six sat per byte blocks were getting mined, uh, repeatedly. So keep in mind that even if they're saying six sats per byte vbyte might clear in a day, um, it didn't for me. It took over a week. So if you are going to lowball your your fee for an on-chain transaction, make sure you're doing so in a manner where you can adjust that fee, where you can bump it uh, if that transaction gets stuck, or wait until it gets kicked out of the mempool. Uh, you know if it's not a critical priority transaction mempool.space is telling a slightly different story as usual they're saying that a high a high priority transaction will only require an eight sat per v byte fee that works out to about 30 cents in u.s dollars uh so they're they've always been a little bit lower than clark moody's estimation Uh, but it's still up from last week where they were recommending seven sats per v byte. so even mempool.space is saying it's going to be a little more expensive this week to guarantee your your uh on-chain transaction is mined into the next block. So I do not have the 24-hour transaction rate. That data is currently unavailable to me. Since we spoke last, in fact, just the other day, uh, Bitcoin's mining difficulty had a huge difficulty adjustment upwards. Uh, That was an increase of 6.2% in the difficulty it takes to find the next block because hash rate was surging, probably because all those miners that had been turned off in Texas and the southeastern United States because of the, you know, the hot summer temperatures where the uh, large commercial miners like you know Riot in Texas have agreements with the grid operators to shut their mining rigs off when there's a high electricity demand. And uh, now that it's a little bit cooler, it's still hot, but it's about 10 degrees cooler than it was a couple weeks ago, closer to average temperatures, certainly not setting any records right now. Uh, so it's reasonable to assume a lot of those miners are turning back on. And Texas, I think, has about 20% of the network hash rate. So a significant chunk of network hash rate was turned off because of those power sharing agreements. We're currently 1,804 blocks away from the next mining difficulty adjustment. The Bitcoin mining difficulty adjust, adjust Bitcoin mining difficulty is adjusted every 2016 blocks, which is theoretically every two weeks, to try and keep blocks coming in an average of 10 minutes between blocks. I'm also having a little bit of a hard time speaking tonight. Wallace up in Daytona I ate. I must have eaten something that, that I'm allergic to because my tongue is so swollen right now that it feels chapped. It's cracked, uh, really raw. I don't know what it was. I uh, guys, have you ever been to Bucky's? If you if you don't know what Bucky's is, Bucky's is like a gas station, but it's more than a gas station. It is a it is an experience. Bucky's is you know it's open 24 hours a day. It's going to be the largest gas station you've ever been to. I think they have 140 gas pumps. Uh, they have the largest bathrooms I've ever seen, you know, more bathrooms than in, in any of the largest international airports I've ever been to. And the cleanest bathrooms, way cleaner than an airport bathroom. And they have a, like a selection of beef jerky and this counter. It's like, I don't know, 30 feet long with all kinds of different types of beef jerky. And they're smoking brisket 24 hours a day. Uh, it's just kind of really cool. And we had wow four different types of fresh beef jerky, a brisket and sausage sandwich, Uh, And they've got this thing called beaver nuggets, which are like corn puffs with like caramel and sea salt. I think it might've been the beaver nuggets or something, but my, my tongue is swollen and raw. I'm speed talking. I always talk really fast, but you know, it's after 11 PM now and I'm trying to get this podcast done and uploaded before midnight, uh, so that it's still DCA Wednesday by the time you get a chance to listen to this or at least start listening to this podcast. So I'm, I'm tripping all over myself here and, uh, and just having a hard time talking with a swollen swollen tongue, a little puffy, hard to swallow, too. Hopefully hopefully I don't need to take a Benadryl or anything like that. I digress, though. Blocks are currently zooming in at 9 minutes and 24 seconds, which is a lot faster than 10 minutes, and that's why we're looking at another difficulty increase, another large one. Uh, depending on how things go, it's still you know, we're still almost two weeks away from the next uh, mining difficulty adjustment. That's looking like it's going to be on about September 4th. Uh, and currently, it's estimating that it's going to be another 6.3% increase in difficulty adjustment, but uh, in mining difficulty, but it's too early to tell. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Real quick, thank you to those of you listening on your favorite Podcasting 2.0 apps, such as Fountain or Breeze. Podcasting 2.0 not only lets you support your favorite podcast, but you can also earn sats by listening to your favorite podcasts on Fountain. And one of the ways you can support your podcast is by either streaming Sats on a per minute value for value basis, or by tipping with a boost, which is where you send a Lightning message to the podcast, and it's uh, you know you can send a, a certain number of Sats uh, with that message because it is a Lightning transaction. And we do have one boost to read. Leggy boosted us five thousand Sats once again. Thank you, Leggy. And Leggy says, "I am walking through the forest while listening to this episode, and I thought." Damn, forecast says I should have had that I should have three hours until the thunderstorm. Then I realized it's in the audio. Smiley face. If you listen to last week's episode, there was a heck of a thunderstorm crashing and banging here in Florida. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the noise canceling does a pretty good job of cutting it out. Uh, but going back and listening to that audio, uh, definitely there were, some, well, there were some strikes that were really close that literally shook the building. Uh, and uh, apparently a significant number of those made it onto the audio. Um, so sorry for the fright, Leggy.'t uh, mean to didn't mean to make you think you had to cut your walk short. Uh, but it was kind of uh, interesting an interesting day. So thank you for the boost Leggy. and thank you for all of you who listen to your, pod, your favorite podcasts on podcasting 2.0 apps. Um, because that's instead of listening on you know any of the traditional old school podcasting platforms it's neat to uh, start using some of these uh, some of the the newer podcasting 2.0 apps that that help you contribute and help you give back and help help you support your favorite podcasts speaking of our listeners our geographic distributional listeners has still not changed Uh, the top 10 countries for our listenership is currently number one remains the united states so thank you to my fellow americans here in the united states number two remains argentina so muchas gracias amigos in argentina Number three remains Germany, so Dankeschön. Dankeschön, mein friends in Deutschland. Number four remains Luxembourg, also Dankeschön, or Morien, to those of you listening in Luxembourg. Number five remains Canada, so thank you to our neighbors up north. Number six remains Spain, muchas gracias amigos in Spain. Number seven remains Venezuela, again, muchas gracias amigos. Number eight remains Colombia, muchas gracias amigos in Colombia. Number nine is still Sweden, so thank you to those of you listening from Sweden and number 10 still remains Singapore so thank you to those of you listening in Singapore and thank you to those of you listening from wherever you're listening if you want to see your country get into the top ten uh you know it wouldn't take more than one or two listeners to bump some of those countries up because for example Mexico is still hanging in there at uh, number eleven and they're just a fraction of a percent under Singapore so it would only take one or two friends from Mexico to start listening to help boost them into the top 10. Uh, but again, thank you from wherever from wherever you're listening. A real quick uh, breeze through the news. There's a lot that I wanted to talk about, but I'm pretty much out of time. I want to get that stack in. As usual, a lot of the talk is the price. I've already discussed that the price going up and the price going down is not unusual. And a lot of the media, whether they're pro-Bitcoin or Bitcoin haters, have been making a lot out of the dip in price recently even coindesk for example said uh, bitcoin bulls are mulling the meaning of new fed messaging inflation and interest rates bitcoin suffered one of its more dramatic declines ever last thursday at least in part thanks to the realization that a strengthening economy means interest rates are likely to stay on the rise so coindesk hinting that the economy in the united states is doing so well and that's why bitcoin crashed Uh, Bitcoin magazine says Bitcoin volatility returns with a 15% drop. After a prolonged period of muted volatility, the Bitcoin price had a violent swing to the downside, clearing more open interest than the FTX collapse. Uh, So there's a lot of people suggesting their theories for why the price of Bitcoin took a little bit of a correction. Uh, Nobody really knows. One thing that does seem apparent is regardless of what caused it, and I've heard there was, you know, the rumor that Elon Musk and SpaceX sold their Bitcoin, and possibly as soon as the, that that news was broken, that led to the drop. Other people, like I said, are blaming the interest, you know, the the economic news uh, in the United States. Uh, still, others were were blaming the collapse or the bankruptcy of Evergrande, Evergrande in China, and the Chinese economy grinding to a standstill. Still, others are blaming Binance and the BNB coin potentially uh, being in trouble for spurring the collapse. I want to point out as I've said before, look at the chart I've tweeted it out before where they've got the three different having cycles overlaid with each other and we had that that we had bitcoin exactly at this point in the having cycle go from about 3000 up to 10000 and then back down to 3000 and if you overlay that with where we are right now, we are on that downside of that little peak just like it was then. Of course, we had the virus and the shutdowns in 2020 that caused the absolute low and that was truly a black swan kind of thing so i wouldn't expect that we would see bitcoin drop below you know 20,000 into the teens again who knows anything's possible and if it did that would not be unprecedented in fact it would be just repeating the last cycle but you know the last cycle did have a black swan event and you know you never know what when you're going to have a black swan that's the very nature of the black swan, so it could happen uh but All I do know is if it does happen, it's an opportunity for me to stack more sats more cheaply. Um, One more piece on Bitcoin's price. Uh, Inves wrote Bitcoin's inevitable return to volatility. Bitcoin has awoken from its long slumber with volatility rocking the asset at the tail end of last week as Bitcoin fell swiftly from 29,000 to 26,000. Markets had been remarkably steady recently with volatility close to all time lows. And Bitcoin range bound around twenty nine thousand. You know that ought to tell you pretty much all you need to know as well, right there. Bitcoin is famously volatile, right? So the fact that we were stuck at twenty nine thousand all summer, you know, in that twenty eight to thirty thousand dollar channel, that is more unusual for Bitcoin. For Bitcoin to go flat, for Bitcoin to be boring, that's the unusual thing. That's why you kept seeing those memes with the guy with the stick poking Bitcoin, saying, "Come on, do something!" And then, of course, right after you saw the the one where he's poking sticks saying, come on, do something. And then the chart dropping off and saying, no, not that. But regardless of what caused the drop in Bitcoin's price, I don't think anything caused the drop in Bitcoin's price. Bitcoin is just being Bitcoin and just doing Bitcoin things. Speaking of Bitcoin and one of the cool things, if you didn't hear or didn't put two and two together, uh, August two days ago, August 21st is becoming known as Bitcoin Infinity Day. You know that's because if you turn the eight for eight twenty one sideways, it looks like the infinity symbol. So eight slash twenty one becomes infinity slash twenty one, which becomes you know everything divided by twenty one. So uh, a lot of people, including Michael Saylor, were tweeting out things about Bitcoin Infinity Day, uh, and I thought that's kind of cool. It's fun to have our it's fun to have our fun Bitcoin holidays. We have Bitcoin Pizza Day. We kind of have Proof of Keys Day still. Um, And now, apparently, we're celebrating Bitcoin Infinity Day. That's kind of neat. Speaking of price, the other thing that I don't know if this is coordinated or just everybody seems to be coming up with this question at the same time, but one thing that I've seen or heard or read one too many times for it to be a coincidence that really caught my attention was the, how much Bitcoin do you need to retire? And I've seen this in articles. I've seen this on Twitter. And just yesterday, the Simply Bitcoin podcast did an episode entitled "How Much Bitcoin Do You Need to Retire," um, and that's kind of—I don't know—I don't even like the—I don't even like to look at it that way because that entails that you're that you're looking at Bitcoin as a get-rich-quick thing. Like you want to stack Bitcoin because it's going to go to the moon, and you're just trying to make some money so you can you know live on your tropical island and to never work again. And while that would be really cool, and if you're an early adopter, and I think we're all early adopters still, you know maybe you deserved you know, to get rewarded for helping support Bitcoin. You know, we're running our nodes, uh, we're, we're maybe mining at home, uh, we're doing everything we can to orange pill our friends. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, you deserve, you deserve the, you know, deserve the fruits of that. Uh, when, when Bitcoin does go to the moon one day, that's certainly not a you got lucky thing, you know, you put in your dues, but the whole I'm stacking Bitcoin to retire thing is, it's, it's not the point. You know, we're stacking Bitcoin because we want to be a part of the new economy, because we know that fiat is a Ponzi system. The fiat's the real Ponzi scheme, that, you know, fiat is, it's it's theft, it's it's the money that's purposely created for free by people that benefit from it, that print more, knowing that it's going to devalue your savings, that your labor, your time, uh, so that they can give themselves more free money and uh, and be the wealthy elite, the political elite, control governments around the world. Uh, by throwing money at, at politicians, by buying politicians and by buying influence with money that they can print for free. Uh, that's why you should be stacking Bitcoin because you know fiat fiat currencies ultimately fail. You should want them to fail because they're inherently unjust and you want to be in a position where you were ready when that happens, uh, not because you want to retire at 30. Uh, that would be cool, but that's not the point. And whenever I see all the podcasts parroting the same thing uh, it's kind of like you know when you're watching the news about something controversial and it doesn't matter whether you're in Atlanta or in New York or London or Berlin or Tokyo and the news all leads in with the exact same the exact same verbiage they use the exact same line like the threat to democracy or whatever you know it's a it's a coordinated thing it's like a conspiracy you know that um, something unnatural it's, it's this isn't uh there isn't uh, this this isn't this, this isn't just something that everybody miraculously thought of at the same time. There's something pushing that. And I, I don't know what it is or who it is, uh, but for some reason that seems to be the common thread. If you didn't notice it, you know, maybe it's just me, but um, I, I did. I've, I've seen that a lot. And then when I saw the Simply Bitcoin podcast, and that was the theme for the Simply Bitcoin podcast on, I guess, on Monday morning, on Monday, uh, that, that made me suspicious not just not just slightly offended, but suspicious. So who's pushing that? There's a narrative being driven. Uh, and I don't like people trying to drive narratives. I like things to be organic. And that just doesn't seem organic. All right, let's get to it because I've already been talking for about a half an hour and we're trying to get this wrapped up in the next few minutes so that I can get this published before midnight. Again, today is DCA Wednesday. And what is DCA, you might ask? DCA is short for dollar cost averaging, and dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. For example, this is going to be our 109th stack. Plebs, we started stacking all the way back on Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. So far, we've stacked 108 times. So our equal portion is we decided we were going to stack $20 a week, $20 every Wednesday, and our regular interval was weekly, every Wednesday. And so far, we've stacked 108 times, converting a total of 2,160 US Fiat dollars into Satoshis, including $48.60 worth of fees that we've paid to Cash App. And that has earned us a stack of 7,477,206 sats. And we're underwater because we've purchased those at an average cost basis of $28,887.80. The cool thing, though, is we're going to buy cheaper than we have in a while, and that's going to be uh, that's going to lower that average cost basis, that average purchase price when we do to purchase. As usual, we're going to do so using the handy dandy Cash App. I love the Cash App because I think it's the easiest way to stack uh, at least small amounts. If I were going to make a big purchase, I would probably use an exchange that that didn't charge the two and a quarter percent fee, but for buying small amounts. That two and a quarter percent it's going to work out to about $0.45, cents, and then Cash App is going to let us transfer that Bitcoin to our hardware wallet for free, so that kind of makes up for it. Again, you do you, do your own research, use the service, the app, the exchange that you feel fits your needs best. Uh, if Cash App is available where you are and you decide you do want to use it, they're not a sponsor, but we do have a referral code in the show notes, that is not unique to us. Everybody that is that is a everybody that's a Cash App user has a custom referral code. Um, but if you use that referral code to sign up, we'll get five bucks because you've uh, clicked on that referral link, and you'll get five dollars free for signing up. So you'll get paid to help support the uh, to help support the podcast. You'll be tipping us five dollars and getting paid five dollars to do so, uh, and you'll have a handy, easy way to stack sats. Again, they're not a sponsor of this show. Um, I just love Cash App. All right, so I've got Cash App open. I've already got $20 in there because I had money on Cash App. I don't normally like to keep money on Cash App. That's one of the other cool things is they'll let you add money and spend it and transfer it immediately. I did use Strike the other day um, and when I made the purchase on Strike, I went to send it. I think this is I was trying to fund a lightning channel and it said, oh, you can buy Bitcoin right away, but you need to wait till till your money settles before you can transfer it, which is three to four business days. So... Uh, I did not like that. I, I'm used to be able to buy my Bitcoin and move it immediately. Cash app will let you do that. Apparently strike was going to make you wait four days before they let me transfer my sats, which is a bummer because I, I mean, it's not as bad as if I were buying coffee from like good beans in El Salvador, because, you know, I like to pay for my coffee, uh, over the lightning network. And if I had done that and I wanted to buy coffee, I would have had to wait four days to be able to buy my coffee. So, um, So that's something to keep in mind. All right, I've got money in Cash App. I'm clicking Bitcoin, clicking buy, entering $20. Tapping confirm. And boom, just like that, we've purchased another 74,102 sats. That is is 7,000 sats more than we got for $20 just last Wednesday. The last time we got 74,000 sats was all the way back on June 7th or uh, June 14th, I guess. So that's really awesome. Perhaps as importantly, that's the first time in not 10 weeks. First time in over two months that we're actually lowering our average cost basis. That purchase knocked our average cost basis down to $28,869.17. So it lowered our average cost basis by $18.63. That is really cool. Uh, Again, that's not so important because I think that 28,000, we're going to look back on that in just a few years. People are going to go, wow, man, I wish I could have bought Bitcoin at less than 30,000 or less than 100,000 or wherever we are. So I'm not as concerned about the average cost basis as I am excited about the fact that we got 7,000 more sats than we would have had we purchased just two days ago. That brings our total stack to 7,551,308 sats. If you are in it for the money, if you are one of those how much Bitcoin do I need to retire kind of guys, that means that if Bitcoin does hit $1 million one day, which would definitely be the moon in my opinion, our stash of Bitcoin would ha- would be worth $75,513 and eight US dollars. Even if Bitcoin only hits a hundred thousand, our stack would be worth seven thousand five hundred and fifty-one dollars and thirty cents, which would be a heck of a return for only two thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. I guess two thousand one hundred and eighty dollars after today's purchase one last thought on that how much bitcoin do you need to retire i did hear somebody put this into interesting perspective because it seems everyone was talking about this that whatever the having reward currently is when you first get into bitcoin is the current amount of bitcoin that you would take to be like well off so you know a couple years ago 12 and a half bitcoin uh, was the minor award and so if you had 12 and a half bitcoin right now you'd be you know you wouldn't be a millionaire but you'd be doing really well right now the minor award is six uh 6.25 i'm sorry uh, uh six, yeah 6.25 bitcoin and so um if you have 6.25 bitcoin you're by no means a millionaire um, but you're not doing too shabby uh, so the next um difficulty having the next uh, difficulty having is going to cut that that minor reward in half and it's going to be uh you know mining a uh, minor reward of three point what, 3.125 bitcoin and so in that epic 3.1 bitcoin is going to be a significant amount of money if you put it in, in fiat terms and uh so then the having after that it's gonna be like one point you know something a little more than one and a half bitcoin um minor reward and so like right now one and a half bitcoin is you know, we're let's round up to thirty. So say forty-five thousand. So around forty thousand uh, dollars, which isn't life-altering money, but when the minor reward, when you know when that's the equivalent to the minor reward, well, then all of a sudden, if you had gotten in and you would, you and the people that had six point five Bitcoin, you know, when bitcoins when bitcoins say Bitcoin, when bitcoins like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, um, you know, one point one and a half Bitcoin would be one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which would be a significant chunk of money. So. I guess I'm getting kinda of, kinda of caught up and having a hard time explaining this, but uh the way it was is that when you get to the point where the minor reward equals what your stack is, um that's when you will have achieved enough money that you that you will be able to retire one day. So if you have you know, six, six if you have six point one five Bitcoin as the as the meme went, like, you know, you couldn't necessarily retire on that right now, but um but you've got a good chunk of bitcoin and then one day when the miner reward um you know when when you come around to the next the next miner reward having in the next and the next having cycle all of a sudden 6.15 is probably retirement money so a couple a cu- your your goal should be to accrue whatever the your goal should be to accrue whatever the the mining subsidy was when you got in uh, and by the time you do that will actually be retirement retirement money i guess is the way i heard somebody explain it all right Didn't really want to get into that anyway because I'm not in this to retire. I'm in this to not be left out of the new financial system. I'm out of this to not be part of the Bitcoin. So I'm not left out of being part of the Bitcoin revolution. Uh, When fiat finally dies and we have a fair money, a money that anyone can use without permission from the government, um, I want to be part of that. Uh, And it would be really cool if I get to enjoy the rewards of being an early adopter as well. But that's not why we're here. Uh, That's just a bonus. All right. Before we go, I want to ask you to to follow me on Twitter. On Twitter, the podcast Twitter handle is at btcbulletinpod. The more people we have following us on Twitter, the more likely people are to see our tweets and find out about the podcast. And the more, uh, not only will we be able to help Orange Pill more people, but it'll help promote the podcast. Uh, if you do not have Twitter, I would still like to hear from you. Uh, so you can give me a you can DM me on Twitter. Let me know what you think about the podcast. But please, you know, follow us on Twitter. If you're not a Twitter person, we are on, you know, we are on Noster. Uh, that doesn't really help feed the algorithm, but you know, you can find us on Noster. And I do like helps I do like supporting the free and open source uh, decentralized social media. So so that's cool. Uh, if you are just a plain old-fashioned email guy, you can send me an email, and my email address is Bitcoin uh, BitcoinBulletin at protonmail.com. I would like to hear what you have to say. Of course, you can help support the podcast by sending us a boost like Leggy did. Not only does that help support the podcast by by helping us stack sats, you can get your message to us that way. As as you know, we read those on the the following podcast unless it's something really, really out of left field, something obscene or whatever that we just can't read on the air. So far, we have not ever had that happen, knock on wood. But either way, thank thank you for those of you listening, whether you're sending us boostergrams, whether you're following us on on Twitter or, or, or whether you're just listening and, and enjoying the podcast and hopefully stacking alongside us. Either way, we'll see you next Wednesday when we help grow that stack together. And until that time, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.